0: Good afternoon and welcome to Vintage Orange here on KUCI 88.9 FM. I am Ellen Bell. Thank you for joining me today uh, for another afternoon discussion of Orange County history. Uh, That's what we do here every week at 4 o'clock. And I'm happy to be starting another season, I guess we say, semester or whatever, here at UC Irvine on the campus here. I'm grateful for this opportunity to be able to share some of my favorite passions, which is... uh, Uh, local history. I'm very into it. it. I've Mostly focused recently on Irvine things, that's what I've kind of worked with with the Irvine Historical Society But I also have had the privilege to be able to meet and and hear from and learn from many different experts in Orange County history um, And so that's why we kind of go a little further afield And today I have one of those guests that I get a chance to bring with you And I have um, a friend of mine, Kevin Cabrera, he is the Executive Director from the Heritage Museum of Orange County County, and we're doing something a little bit new. I'm actually, Kevin is with me live, and hopefully, Kevin, can you hear me?
1: I am still here. Oh
0: my goodness, it's a a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) It's an absolute miracle. This is the first time I've done this, having someone live without anybody actually helping me press buttons. So, um, you know, it's only been a year that I've been doing this, Kevin, so you'd think that I would have it down by now, but hey. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm happy to be here, and why not do it live? So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me. Um, I I love where you work. I think the Heritage Museum of Orange County is a really uh, wonderful place. It's not very far from us here in Irvine, and it's, it's a little different than your typical museum experience. It's a little more interactive than that, isn't it?
1: Definitely. It's definitely more interactive, um, and... Just to tell you a little bit about the museum, the Mm -hmm. museum is really kind of founded on educational programs. And uh, we've been around, this is our 31st year since we started doing educational programs for elementary students. Um, But the whole idea was to give our students an interactive experience, hands-on, minds-on experience Mm -hmm. when they come to the museum. And so it's very, very different where they get to interact with objects. as they go through our programs, Um, but then also a little bit untraditional that we haven't had too many exhibits and and traditional galleries um, as most museums do. So Mm -hmm. that's something that we're trying to do a little bit different, and we've been doing a little bit different the last two years. So if
0: a student is coming to the Heritage Museum, what is the first thing, what's kind of an experience that they go through? What are the kinds of things that they can find there?
1: Well, we have um, multiple programs that we offer, and the programs that we currently offer um, are for students from kindergarten up to fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the biggest um, draw to the museum has always been what we call our Kellogg House. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Kellogg House was built in 1898. It's a beautiful Queen Anne Victorian home, and the um, and this. Students that come for that field trip, they basically step back into time. They step back into the house, um, and they get a docent-led tour through the home. Um, We have six stops, and and each stop is a different theme of you would learn about um, the Victorian times, but then you also learn about how life was um, in Orange County during the turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s. And then we incorporate a little bit of the Kellogg family history into the program. So um, it's really fun. And then this ties directly into third grade curriculum, which is local history, but we've been able to expand um, um, content standards and common core um, standards um, that students that come from kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade all kind of get that experience.
0: So how do they react when they come? I mean, is this something that most of the students, the first time they've been certainly in a house, in a building this old, um, how do they react to the different, do you take them through like the kitchen or do they get to see artifacts and stuff like that? What, what are the kids most surprised about when they come visit?
1: I think the biggest thing is when the bus pulls up just to see the atmosphere here. We have the historical buildings Mm-hmm. We have a blacksmith shop, we have covered wagons, we have a citrus grove, we have rose garden. So for them to just kind of, just to see that, and they're just like, whoa, this is so awesome. And they're just like, they're basically, their mouths are just like wide open, and they're just like looking around. And they're just like in awe, because it's very rare to see something like that. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, the, I think the closest thing that you can think about is like, kind of like Knott's Berry Farm. Well, that's a lot what of people... And a lot of people will say this reminds me of Knott's Berry Farm.
0: Well, that's what I was just thinking as you're describing that. I'm imagining a lot of school kids growing up in Orange County. They've either been to Knott's Berry Farm or they've been to Disneyland, where they're walking down, you know, the main street, or they see that's their representation mm-hmm. of that era. Are are almost the c- contrived, created? I mean, although Knott's Berry Farm has some original buildings they brought there, but you know, it, you're you're actually showing them authentic places, and I'm. Yeah, wondering- (laughs)
1: definitely we are we are we're showing them um they get to see how a blacksmith actually works Mm -hmm. and um coal forges they actually get to go into the home where the families live and and interact with um uh with the home so there's phones in there there's um what is it Um, a piano in there we have um a pump organ and then there's there's all types of objects that they get to interact with so the basically how the program goes is in each stop, and there's six stops, so we go to the parlors, then we go into the dining room and the kitchen, and then we go outside. They get to do laundry and learn about chores and learn about citrus and the agricultural industry, and then they go upstairs, and they learn a little bit more about just the family, and then they get to play with toys, of period toys, and then they get to dress up in period costumes. So um, each stop is um, a learning experience where they get to learn, in really just take in information from our instructors and then they get to really interact.
0: And what do you think is the biggest hit? Is it like, are you ever just surprised about what the kids like that they seem to ask the most questions about?
1: I'm trying to think. So the biggest, it's typically the biggest hit is when the students get to dress up.
0: Oh, cool. So the boys
1: get to dress up in um, vests and coats Mm -hmm. and then the girls get Victorian dresses that they get to put on. So the kids always love that because they get to put on something and the t- teachers or um, parents take photographs. So that's the biggest thing. That's probably one of the biggest things. The other thing is when we're in the kitchen, we talk about um, butter and, and just how you would have gotten your food and how everything was just very local. Mm-hmm. So they get to make butter. Um, so the students make butter and they get to taste it and try it. So they love that. Um, and then laundry, they <laughs> get to like wash laundry. So
0: wow. um,
1: for them, it's a it's a unique experience um, <laughs> to just actually get to like use your hands and against a washboard. Well, Um, that's how kids
0: learn is actually by doing. I'm sure that's what you found there is that it's one thing to have a teacher look look at a picture in a book or see a movie about something, but it really makes the impression when they can feel what this feels like to do it with their own hands. Definitely.
1: And that's what we really pride ourselves in is being able to give that hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. It's, It's interesting because we get um, quite a bit of students to the museum, anywhere between 16 and 18 thousand students a year. Um, wow! And um, a lot of schools can't come to the museum because of funding and mm-hmm. bus issues and things of that nature. And we try to subsidize costs as much as we can. Um, but a lot of times, what we get from schools or from administrators is, why don't you come to? Why don't you come do? You know, your programs at our school site mm-hmm. and. And it's like we would love to do that, but we've found when we've done programs like that, when we go to the school site, it's just not the same experience.
0: Yeah, that they experience have to see those seeing, houses. and going yeah. through the
1: house, getting to interact with everything in the house, We can't, it's hard to take that a whole experience a school site, into a
0: classroom. Well, if you're not doing, I know you're open to the public on the weekends. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about how if um, if I want to come visit, if people want to come, and I'm not a third grader, (laughs) (laughs) Um, how can people come? Do you have some of these same exhibits happening on the weekend?
1: Yes, yes. So you can definitely come. We're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday Mm -hmm. um, to the public. Friday, it's 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, it's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Sunday it's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So if you're anyone is able to come, mm-hmm. um, we have our docents here um, that will give you a guided tour throughout the house and answer all your questions and basically um, do just about everything that you can do on the program. The only thing that we don't offer on the weekends is the butter making um, is the butter making experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you can experience basically a whole tour. And and a lot of times what we find is um, students have such an amazing time when they come here that they tell their parents when they get home, we have to come back. So parents come back with their kids, and they're talking to us, and they're saying, our kids insisted that we had to come, so they came, and they brought their kids back so they can have some more fun. And a lot of times what's great about it is that the students retain this information, and they're teaching their kids, their their parents and their adults, yeah. Oh, this is what this is
0: for, and, and that's how you know they've learned exactly when they can become the teacher. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. And now you have another aspect of the the Heritage Museum, which I think is really unique. You have more of a, a natural experience there too that you offer, and it's the um, it's kind of the Gospel Swamp Natural Area. Is that what you call it? The Gospel. Yeah, swamp?
1: we we call it the Gospel Swamp.
0: So okay, it, tell me about that.
1: It's I I this is a. Uh, um, something that I'm really excited about because we've been able to do a lot more work at the Gospel Swamp the last year and a half. But basically, we have we sit on um, a pretty large size of property. We're on 13 acres, close to 13 acres. Um, so we have the historic corridor, which consists of the, the orchards and the rose garden and the covered pavilion and event space and our historic homes and our buildings. But then our natural areas, like a little less than five and a half acres. Oh,
0: wow. I didn't realize and, it was that big. And we
1: have um, two wetlands, two wetlands, which is the last remaining wetlands in Santa Ana. Um, and what we do in the natural area is we replant California natives. So it's, it's a restoration site. Oh, that's re- great. Replanting California natives. And then on our far, it's our far um, east pocket of the Gospel Swamp area, um, we've actually cleared out a spot where we have a farm, so we're growing produce, and it's a way for us to really kind of um, introduce back that our agricultural history of Orange County. So we grow there, and we work with students and, and some of our community members.
0: So when they come in for this, do they just tour? Th- is this part of your field trip, or this is something that you would do on the weekends? And you would um,
1: this would be open? something that we would you would do on the weekends. Okay. So we are currently developing a program that you would be able to. Tour the natural area. A school, a school program that you would be able to tour the natural area and then lead into the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is currently in the works, and we're hoping to have um, a pilot program running by the end of this school year, and then launch it next year.
0: Well, that's wonderful. I think part of, you know, again, you want the kids to come there and see because there's very few places that they can actually go in Orange County to see what it was like before. I mean, there's been so much development and change that to, to... Tell them that this all a lot of it in that area used to be swampland, and you know the the marshes and things like that was which was very important to agriculture because that's what created the fertile grounds, and you know it's it's why why Orange County came to be the way it was is a lot of that topography and that that fresh you know the marsh area the swampland
1: definitely, now, and it's funny because I was just reading something about it, and the reason we call it the Gospel Swamp is because um, in 1861, winter of 1861 or into 1862, there was a huge storm in California, not just Southern California, but throughout California, and it basically became um, um, a lot of the adjacent areas along the Santa Ana River as it flooded became like swamplands. Now, we call it swampland, but it's not a swampland. It would be like a marsh, like yeah. a marsh area. Um, um, but this area became known as a little swamp area, and then later in the 1860s, as people began to move into this area of the city, or actually it wasn't even Santa Ana at the time, it was still part of Los Angeles County, mm-hmm. um, they um, some of these gospel preachers were preaching the gospel, and they were farmers, and then it just became known as the gospel swamp. So for us, that's it's not just the unique name. It is the legacy of our, of, of this history that we yes. are on, the land that we are on. The Gospel Swamp was an actual name of this area back in the
0: 1860s. And I haven't had a chance to come back and explore that natural space, and I, I will definitely—it's on my list because I, I have— tr- talked about the gospel swell, I've read about this history, and I think it's a different experience when you can actually walk out in five acres of what it must have felt like. Definitely, and, and the
1: other thing about it is that we have such a rich like ecosystem and just the biodiversity is great. There's birds and plants and animals and I think just all the the, the, the biodiversity here. Um, there's so many birds here and it's for us it's great because like you said, there's so much development happening that we're losing species and things of that nature, but we have migratory birds that come into our area just to migrate and to, to nest um, during that season and then, and then fly away. So for us to have that habitat... It's really precious for us to preserve and to restore
0: so you're actively doing good in the in the environment, but you're also providing a chance for kids to learn about it and mm-hmm. and people to appreciate uh and uh, yeah, preserve a little bit of the past naturally, which exactly I really like that idea, so that's a it must be a really peaceful place. Do you get out there and take walks out there a lot? It just seems yeah. like it'd be a nice escape
1: every day actually <laughs> 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 every day i'll i'll just I'll walk out there and if there's anything i'll you know, harvest something from the farm, or I'll go and pick some weeds, and it's just, yeah, just just the, just the fresh air, and with this recent rain, mm-hmm. like, just when I step out of my door, it just, it feels so fresh, and it's so nice. I I literally get to tell everyone that that I meet that I love my job. I, I feel <laughs> so lucky and blessed, because well, not just what I'm, I'm doing, what I'm passionate about, but just this Base is so incredible.
0: You are very lucky and you're, you share it very well. And uh, how, you know, that's another part reason i do this show is that i want to get people not only to tell them about these places but i want to encourage them to come out and check them out themselves and to get involved and your your museum there the the heritage museum you have opportunities for people to if they if they like the idea of this place and they want to keep it going um how can people from the community get involved as far as volunteering do you you train for new docents what's the best way for people to get involved there
1: yeah so we do we um, if anyone's interested in, in being involved we do have a, a volunteer coordinator here that manages our volunteer base and and there's a lot that you can do if you want to be a history docent then we can teach you um, the history of families and and our space and you can be a, a docent inside inside the house and 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 lead um, visitors um, through the house and all that um, we are currently Um, starting up a natural history docent program. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's um, um, interested in just the natural history, which I just mentioned, the Gospel Swamp, we're going to be starting trainings in about a month and a half, the official dates haven't started. And then it will just give another um, wrinkle to what we do on the weekends when we're open to the public. Now you don't just get a, a, a private tour of the house, once you come outside, we can give you a, a, a private tour of the whole natural area as well, That's and talk wonderful. about the plants that we're growing and the biodiversity in yes. nature. Um, and then some people are just interested in maybe just growing and farming or just making their own things. So, um, so you can um, help out at our farm um, and and volunteer at our farm, and um, and it's something that you can do on a consistent basis or something that you can do on a periodic basis. So, you know, one of the things is. The first Saturday of every month, we call our we, we call it our Wetlands Restoration Days. Um, so we partner with a few people, um, Jim Meyer from Trails for All, and um, Joel Robinson from Naturalists for You, and they come um, come out and work with volunteers and helping with the restoration of the of the natural area. Um, and then we also have a few educators at the farm that do programs or do um, trainings in the farm. Um, throughout the week as well, so just um, reaching out to the museum, reaching out to her name is Danny um, Stefan. She's our volunteer coordinator, um, and she can set you up with um, anything that you're interested in doing.
0: That sounds wonderful. Lots of different opportunities. I mean, even if, like you said, you're you know kind of like to, you have a green thumb. You're interested in that. Just come once a month, you know, and help with that. And uh,
1: exactly. And we've had. Other people that come that are interested in other things. We have, um, you know, over the over our winter break, we had a college student who's just really interested in marketing and PR. Mm-hmm. She came over the winter break and she was um, helping us with our marketing materials and flyers and things of that nature. So she was in the office with us and then just understanding everything that we do within the office. So there's opportunities for that as well.
0: So um, if but, you- Need to help out, contact, and you'll find a place for for that uh, volunteering energy. You'll find a spot
1: exactly
0: and your contact your your contact information is her, uh, your museum is heritagemuseumoc.org yeah. and i will have the links on my website um, as i do every show um, which is vintageorangekuci.org so you can check that out and i will have all the follow up information as well as the directions and stuff particulars about the heritage museum of orange county and you know another way a, a very painless way i think that you can help out a museum is by attending a fundraising event And you guys are having A really cool one Coming up next month Is that right?
1: Yeah so Tell I'm me ex- about it Yeah I'm really Really excited <laughs> about it And it was funny Because I was talking To um, uh, Brian And Robin From the Blinking Out Yesterday I stopped by And visited them And I was like You know what This idea came up Last year This time And it finally took A whole year Of planning And implementation To happen But it's called Last Call At HMOC and basically what I did um, was I had, I was visited my brother one day at his house, and he's like, you're going to love this show, and he put on Drunk History. <laughs> and I was just like, and I don't have a TV at home, so I was like, whoa, this is neat. I was like, we can totally do something like this at the museum. So that, the idea kind of stemmed from that. Yeah. Um, and, and basically what I thought would be, what I wanted to do was get some historians, or get the historians out here and, and talk about um, uh, history, but in a f- more fun, lighthearted, light-hearted way. Yeah. So we came up with Last Call at HMOC, A Spirited History.
0: Oh, I love
1: it's, that. It's a it's a program for um, adults 21 and over. Mm-hmm. And um, basically what we're going to do is little it's our speakeasy series. So we're having our first one February 10th.
0: Okay. Um, it's
1: Friday, February 10th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And our speaker is going to be a good friend of mine that I used to work with um, at the city of Santa Ana. His name is Manny Escamilla. And what more? Uh, what's more perfect than having our first talk be on, it's called Civil Spirits, Ugh. the Politics of Booze in Orange County. Perfect. So we're going to talk about uh, German vineyards um, through... The Women's uh, Christian Temperance Union, Prohibition, up to present day, and all the different politics that happen around booze and the booze scene and all that stuff. So it should be fun. Um, we're really excited. Um, Blinking Al, um, which is a distillery that just opened up in Orange County, um, is helping us with this event. And um, uh, basically, the um, we have two packages. We have a general admission, which is thirty-five dollars. And that will include your package will include um, two cocktails and um, appetizers, and and actually we'll be adding giving um, every guest a special treat at the end of the program, and then we have something that we're calling our speakeasy admission, <laughs> where we're actually closing down part of the Kellogg House, and we're going to have a little private speakeasy in the Kellogg House which will include cocktails and appetizers and then once the program starts then they'll have a reserved seating outdoor where the program is
0: Okay, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I've so just that's, decided.
1: That's that's <laughs> exciting. So that's a little bit more um, a little bit more pricey. That one's $100 and the limit it the availability, it's limited availability. So I think we're only selling about 15 tickets. So it's very very private and it's going to be very fun. So well, we're so excited we, about this. How
0: do we find out how do people buy tickets?
1: Um, So if you go on our website, heritagemuseumoc.org, and then just click the link Upcoming Events, there is a link that says um, Last Call at HMOC, and then you can click that and purchase tickets.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I will be doing that because that sounds like so much fun. And I like it when history doesn't have to be all kind of boring and dry and, you know, serious all the time. I mean, it it can be fun, and this is a wonderful way to do so. And and so I I salute you for your creativity. And, and, uh, yeah, Drug History is one of my favorite shows, too. Well,
1: it's funny because when the whole process of this was coming out, um, when I was in undergrad and graduate school and I studied history, um, this is what we would do, uh, <laughs> our history students. We would go and we would drink and we would talk about our research and we would just have fun about it. So this is like a, this is what all history students do typically. <laughs> we just drink and, and and talk and argue and try to prove our point. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. And you'll be raising some money along the way. So that's exactly. awesome. I think it's great. And and I'm running up at the end of my show. But Kevin, thank you so much for being with me. Kevin Cabrera from the Heritage Museum of Orange County. And it is a very special place. And we're so lucky to have it, not just for our students, but, but for us as well, and the events that happen on the weekends. And so I encourage you to either get involved by supporting it, volunteering, or just, you know, buy a ticket to this fun event that's happening on February 10th. And you can find the link links on my website so thank you so much for being with me kevin
1: thank you for having me and i would love to come back and speak with you again um I'll be and calling. you did a great job now i know how to do it i'm live
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know how to make the machine work so yes i'll be calling so thank you so much and thank you to y'all for listening for uh, kuci 88.9 fm for vintage orange i am ellen bell and i will see you next week